0: Okay, good evening everybody and welcome. We are continuing with Sha'ar talking in the gate of trust from Kheveh Talavavet for Bain We are up to chapter four. <coughs> this is class number six. And tonight, God willing, we are going to complete the second category to which B'tahavet applies. This chapter is going to tell us seven different categories to which the applies. The first one was to our basic necessities. And the second category that we're talking about now is additional income, meaning not just enough for lunch, but being able to feel secure and to have some financial stability. And last week we discussed The mistake of people that think the money they got is theirs and how Hashem broke up all money we get should be broken up into three different parts, some for our basic necessities, some for others, some that's just being going through our bank account. And we spoke about the mistake of people that that believe wealth will give them honor and how people that honor rich people aren't honoring them, they're honoring their money, and they're hoping to get their money. And tonight, we're going to talk about the mistake that we could make thinking that a certain means um, that we've taken brought us some money. So for example, let's take the example of someone that just got a big Yerusha. What's a Yerusha? Yerusha is an inheritance, right? They say, if there is a will, there is a relative. So we all hope... um, If someone acquired a big inheritance, a lot of money. So they may think that the money they have is only because their uncle John died and he was wealthy. And they praised their uncle John and his wealth. And now they feel because of that they were, able to re- they were able to have this money. Another example would be what happened if you went into the diamond business and you made a lot of money and you've worked extremely, extremely hard? Well, you may feel that all your success is because of your hard work. And that is a message we're going to learn now as it says in the title, God, not the mean one employs, gives wealth. Let's see that inside. I'll make it a little bigger. Oh, here we go. The yeish Among those people who seek wealth there are those people who obtain all of their desires. They obtain all their desires through various means of obtaining one's livelihood that we mentioned above. So you may, you may obtain all this money through hard work, while there are other people who obtain their desires through an inheritance or the life. So what does this person think? The Yahshu, that person thinks, that it is the means of livelihood or the inheritance which made him wealthy. And without them, he would not have obtained any money at all. If he praises the means and not the cause. Okay. So sometimes things happen in our life. We win the lottery and we get all caught up how, how excited we are that we, were in the right, that we were in the right store at the right time and we gave the right numbers. And we forget that really everything we have is from Hashem. And now, Rabin Nebuchadnezzar gives an incredible muscle. What's the mashal? What's the muscle? Here goes the marshal. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Dr. Malav. Good evening, May Shemel. The marshal is like this. How similar is he to a person who is traveling in the desert who gets dehydrated? Okay, you're in the desert, and you're dehydrated. And all of a sudden, this, this person who's dehydrated in the desert finds bitter water in a well, and greatly rejoices at finding them, and quenches his thirst with them. So imagine the celebration that this person is having, when he now has water, he's been he's so thirsty now. He's good. Ah, what happened next, though? As he goes a little further in his journey, he finds a spring which is flowing with sweet water. So, what happened? Now he is pained that he previously drank the bitter water, that he quenched his thirst with them. I see, I see this in school a lot of times. You know, a kid, children, they're happy. They got something, but all of a sudden someone got it better. No, 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 now it's, it's a disaster. If they didn't get, you drank, you were so thirsty. You were dehydrated and you found a well of water. It was amazing. It may have been bitter water, but it was water. And then you go along for another four minutes and you find sweet water. Ah, now you regret and you're pained, And you already feel it in your bones how disgusting the water was. Okay, so what's, we're gonna say the same muscle here is the person who works hard he works extremely hard for his money, and he's happy, Baruch Hashem, that he's doing well. But if only he went a little further, he stopped working so hard, and he trusted in Hashem, it, he would have sweet water, it would be so much easier. But let's see that in time. The Chayn, similarly, just like this man who drank bitter water, but if he only had gone a little further... He would have had sweet water. Similarly, the wealthy, person whose wealth reached him through a particular means, which involved much toil and effort. where he to have stopped himself from engaging in that particular means, he would have managed to obtain his wealth through a different, easier means. Kasher damnu, as we have explained earlier, that Hashem is going to give you what you're going to get. Your work is not going to give you more money. As it says in Shmuel, for with the Lord there is no limitation to save with many or with few. You think the only way Hashem could give you a decent livelihood is with working double overtime, and never taking a day off and not having time for your family and, and Hashem? No, Hashem could do it with few. Hashem could do it with just a little work. Hashem could give you whatever you need. So let's not forget that everything comes from Hashem and we just need to do our, our part. Now we're going to talk a little bit more personal. More personal meaning to say we're now going to talk about a tough topic. Until now it was easy. It's easier conversation. We're talking to wealthy people and we're telling you don't get caught up thinking that the money comes from you or from your meat. It all comes from Hashem. Now we're going to get a little, we're going to get into a much more tough conversation. And that is, what does someone who doesn't have food to eat today what should he be thinking? And what does somebody who only has food to eat today, but he doesn't know how he's going to eat tomorrow, what should he be thinking? And what should somebody who has food to eat, but not in the way he wanted to get it, be thinking? So we're going to get a little personal and, uh, and serious, I would say. Here we go. The proper thing, three reflections on financial struggle The proper thing for one who trusts in the Almighty to do. During those days in which his livelihood is withheld from him, is that he should say to himself, so someone who unfortunately, he doesn't doesn't have food on his table today, he should tell himself the following idea. I would call it a meditation, but I don't think this is a meditation. It's not something you should be meditating on every day. It's an idea, God forbid, anybody should ever be in this situation. But if you are at the moment, think about this thought. What thought? He referring to God who brought me out of the womb into this world at a specific time, a specific moment. So everybody was born on a certain birthday. And and everybody was born in a specific moment. And Hashem did not make your birthday one day earlier, one day later. It's not like your birthday is one or three days. You were born at a specific moment. And, and intentional. The same Hashem who who allowed me to be born at a specific, auspicious, appropriate time. He is the one who is withholding my substance from, from me until a specific time and a specific day. In accordance with what he knows to be the best for me. So in other words, we're establishing a point here. And that is Hashem Every moment is so intentional and it's so part of this big master plan. Where do we see that the most? At birth. We see every child is born at the moment they need to be born. So if someone doesn't have some things for a moment, let them reflect and remember that they were born at the right moment, in the right place. They're the right parents. They were born at the right moment. And if at this moment we don't have what to eat, then Hashem, who makes every moment be correct and good, is doing it for for the good of myself. So again, God forbid, should anybody be in the scenario where they don't have something to eat for the day? but But should someone be there, a thought they could think about is that Hashem is intentionally... And appropriately managing every moment, just like the moment I was born. And this moment, Hashem has decided the best thing for me is not to have food. It's a tough thought, but as we're learning in Shower Hobby Kachlin, it's a true thought. Now, what happens if someone just has food for lunch, but you don't have pasta? You don't have for dinner. You don't know what you're going to have. And I'm not talking about you don't know what you have because you, need, you, you have so many options in your fridge. You can't figure out what to make. You don't have anything in your fridge. Likewise, when his sustenance comes to him, but is limited, and he receives no more than that which he needs for his food, it is proper for him to think and say to himself. And here again, we're going to go back. This, this uh, analogy, I want to say it outside because it's so, it's so beautiful to just reflect on, on the world. Reflect on a child being born. So Hashem made it in Hashem's master plan that when a child is born, he could nurse from his mother. And whatever the mother has is what the child needs. You know, the first few days the child gets one thing from the mother. Later something else. Hashem literally gives the mother exactly what the child needs. But not only that, the child will get what he needs. And for the, as his day is going, he'll, he'll be fed what, at the appropriate time. So Hashem can take, not Hashem can, Hashem takes care of us, just like in the beginning of our birth, when our mother takes care of us at the appropriate time when needed, as each moment is going to come. You only have lunch now? No problem. You'll get supper. Just like when you were that child nursing from your mother. Let's see that inside. He who prepared for me my food in the breasts of my mother when I was first born, according to my needs. My mother had exactly what I needed and enough to sustain me each and every day. Okay, but then that stopped Hamir until now he switched it with better food. And just like then, the fact that it's milk was limited did not harm me whatsoever. So too, he, God, will not harm me whatsoever now that my sustenance, which has been decreed for me, currently comes in a limited amount, according to my needs. And even if it continues this way until the end of my life, I know that as Hashem took care of me at the beginning of my birth, where each meal I had exactly what I needed, and that was all. So too, as I'm, I continue in my life, and I'm getting older still, I am certain that as my day progresses, supper's going to come my way, and when morning comes for breakfast, I'll have breakfast. I trust that Hashem is going to take care of me as I need. And, and listen to this. There's a big reward for this trust. This trust that a person has will bring a person a lot of reward. Where do we learn this? We see this by our forefathers in the desert. It was the same story with them. They were in the desert. They got the manna. They got the man from heaven. But they only had for that day. They didn't have for the next day. And they trusted in Hashem that He would give them food each day. And Hashem says that that is something that, that trust that the jewish people had then um, was very very special and brought them a lot of blessing so just like then that trust that they had that every day hashem is going to send them they didn't have a retirement plan the jewish people in the desert they didn't have any plan either than hashem is their plan but they continued going for 40 years on the hashem plan that brought them a lot of reward and blessing. So if we go on to the Hashem, goals, plan, where we say, I, "I know that throughout my life Hashem has proven and he continues to prove he's going to give me what I need when I need it." That brings a lot of blessings. Let's see that inside. The Yi and Nicaraalze, one who relies on God, despite his livelihood being minimal, will be rewarding for doing so, rewarded for doing so. As the creator said, regarding our forefathers in the desert, whose situation was similar to this person's situation. Because this person doesn't know where he's getting food from tomorrow, and our fathers in the desert didn't know where they're getting food from tomorrow. So, what do we say about our forefathers? That the We say regarding the mana, and the person and the people shall go out and gather what is needed for the day. This refers to the manna which came down from heaven on a daily basis, and was sufficient only for that day. They didn't have food for the next day. That it's and it says, regarding the generation of the Jews who wandered in the desert and trusted in Hashem each day, He'll give them the food they need. Hear me, Isaiah said, go and call out in the ears of Jerusalem saying, so says the Lord. I remember regarding you, the loving kindness of your youth, the love of the uh, engagement period. What was the love? You're following me in the desert in a land not sown. The fact that you followed me into a place where there was no food, there was no backup plan when the food ran out. There was a backup plan. There was a forefront plan. That was Hashem. But Hashem says, this is, this I remember strongly the love you expressed to me through your trust. So someone that is experiencing um, a challenge, knowing where he's going to have food from tomorrow, and he relies on Hashem Will be rewarded for uh, it. Yes, Mark, please.
1: So, trust me. If I sit on the couch all day and do nothing, Mark, like I, I to agree. Am I still going to get food?
0: It's better. So, Mark's question is can I sit on my couch the whole day and still expect food? <laughs> so Mark, it's a, it's a phenomenal question. And I think let's look at the example we just gave of the mana. Because, because the truth is, um, the mana is really the story of our life. Everything comes from heaven. Everything we have, and that's what we're learning here in Shari all talking the, all the sustenance we have is man, meaning it came from Hashem the difference between our time now and the time in the desert was, in the desert, we saw that it came from Hashem. Here, we think it comes from ourselves. We think that I'm just a really phenomenal uh, artist and people love my work, but really it's all from Hashem. But now let's go back to that example, Mark.
2: Oh, okay, so-
0: Well, let me me go back to that example for a second. People needed to go out and collect the mana. It didn't just show up, you couldn't sit on your couch and wait for it to float into your mouth. You have to go out and collect it. So the same thing here, exactly the same thing. We need to do our hashtag. we have to do our part.
3: Okay, so make the vessel. A, go ahead, yeah. There's, there's a cliche out there, and I don't know whether it's a Jewish cliche, but I've heard it several times, and it's God helps those who help themselves. So they help themselves to the manner they actually have to take some action. To get exactly.
0: Exactly. You need, we must have action. Correct. Correct. Thank you for that clarification. So now we're going to talk about a person who has what he needs, but it's not coming through the job that he, it's just coming through a means he doesn't appreciate. Or it's coming in a place that he doesn't want to be, or finally it's coming to a person that he's hoping not to, not to have to be reliant on. So you have what you need, but it's not, not what you were hoping. We're gonna quote the same, the same story. We're gonna say Hashem gave each of you, each of us to, cer- to specific parents. Each one of us has specific parents, only only a father and a mother. There's only, and those are our parents. And Hashem gave us the perfect parents for us. And Hashem made sure that we were born in a specific place. And Hashem made sure we were born in a specific time. Hashem knows what He's doing. That's what we've learned from our birth. Similarly, here we may not, appre- you know, some people may not appreciate, unfortunately. Their parents, but they are the best parents for them. So, Hashem, if someone is receiving their needs but not in the way they want, let them reflect on their birth. Let's see this in Similarly, if its often comes through a means which he did not want, or from a place which he did not want. Or if he receives his livelihood from a person he did not want to receive it from. So he's just in in his mind, he's in a very uncomfortable place. You may not believe but he should say to himself, Asha Yutarani mida, He who fashioned me with a particular form, I'm six foot tall and and shape, and I weigh so and so. with certain character traits I mentioned, I have certain strengths. And did so because this is what is best for me. He is the one who chose for me that my softness should come about in ways that are most suitable for my purposes and not in other ways which would not be my best So, I'm not so happy in the method I'm receiving the money. I trust just like Hashem created me in the perfect body and in the perfect, with the perfect Hashem the perfect character traits. Hashem knows how I should be receiving my money and what method. Now, what happens if you're not happy in, in the people? person giving you the money he who brought me out of my mother's womb into this world in a specific place and through two particular parents and not through any other people in the world it's not a mistake who our parents are it's not like okay just plop this one this child out of this no i i'm born from these parents and not from any other parents in the world in other words, if there's millions of people, Hashem decided that the best people for you are, are your
3: parents. Sure. Yes. This is a question
1: you've probably heard before. But
0: let me just finish the paragraph and then I'll take it. I'll, I'll absolutely much remember. Who Bad if val ish He is the one who chose for me that my sovereign should come in a certain land and through a certain person. He placed that person to be the means of my livelihood for my good. As scripture says, the Lord is righteous in all his ways. So if someone is unhappy in the work he's doing, he should know that Hashem created you in a certain, me in a certain method. And the method, the job that I'm getting is what's best for me. If he's not happy with the place, or if he's not happy with the people, he should reflect on the place where he was born, or the people he was born from, those are the best for him. So the method we're getting the money, the people we're getting the, ma- the money from, these are all the best things for me. Yes, my shaman.
3: What if those parents are abusive?
0: Very good question.
3: Verbal, physical, whatever. Also, a bad
0: question. I'll, I'll tell you about that. It's a bad question, also. I think I could say, in the sense no bad, and it's a, it's a, it's a sad question,
3: yeah. but it's a good
0: question. The question is a very strong question. What about parents who are abusive? Anybody willing to take a shot at the, and at the how we we could say that? on how we could have this conversation here?
1: I'll take a shot. Go, no, please, go ahead. In that, no one would want this to happen, but in this particular circumstance, this was what Hashem willed for that person. And it's up for that person to rather, you know, to seek a way to uh, to better his or her lot under those circumstances, that this person was given a particular challenge uh, and uh, and they need to uh, look at that challenge as an opportunity uh, and as an avenue to, uh, to, to better and to strengthen themselves. If it means that they have to, uh, You know develop a resistance to the abuse or to get out and to get away uh to run away to go to an uncle uh or run off to a friend then that's their you know that's their um that's their lot that's that's their that's their challenge
3: how many children are mature enough to figure that out depending on well,
1: no, no, how, how many children are mature enough to understand what we've been studying? Yep.
3: Take a shot.
1: You know, well, this, is, you, this is philosophical.
0: I, hey, yeah, I'm going I'm to add to what you said in a moment, but like, Shmuel, well, you wanted to share something?
3: Well, I just, uh, in the context of what we've been talking, the last thing I remember you saying in interpreting the author, was that in this sort of analogy way of we're looking at things, we're talking about uh, birth and it being uh, a moment to reflect upon in order to fully understand bitachon. And if a child
0: Shmuel, I'm not sure if it's only me, but I can't hear you.
3: Yeah, I can't hear you either, Shmuel. (sighs) Um, Right now, perspective of learning to trust Hashem, there's a learning process that comes from things that aren't so pleasant sometimes in order to Teach one to live with them in a better way. The, these, the, the, I'm not saying it right. The unpleasantness. Yes.
0: Well, I, I appreciate your thought. And I want to. i wanna...
3: really up here trying to, trying to get it together. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Uh, no, no, that's good. I want to try and see if I could put what everybody said together for a moment. Um, so, my to repeat the question the question is. Here we're learning that Hashem chose your parents. And Hashem said they are the p- best parents for you. And the question is how can you say that to a child that was born um, into an abusive home? That uh, fair. Um, two tr- two, true story two people were born into an abusive home. One of them became. An alcoholic, and the other one went on to become a well-respected lawyer, someone very a big professional. And they were both asked what led them on their path of life. One of them said, "Well, you know, my father was an alcoholic, and it uh, it was just too much for me, and so I I became an alcoholic." the professional, the child who became a professional said, well, my father was an alcoholic and I wanted to do something else. So I became this professional. In other words, we, we can take a scenario, um, certainly in two ways. A parent who had been the abusive parent actually came to talk to a rabbi. Um, and, you know, talk about what could they do. And, and, you know, they feel like they've messed up, God forbid. You know. And the rabbi said a point, and I think it's, an, it's a powerful point to your question. We believe in our pratis. We believe in divine providence. So I'm going to say something that's a little hard to understand. But this is, as Jewish people, this is our belief, that everything is divine. In other words, children that have gone through an emotional that have gone through abuse, for some reason they have the they have some reason they're there. And at the moment they were there it was intentional from Hashem. They need to get out of it, that the responsibility of the community is to help help children, to help anybody in in an abusive relationship or an abusive situation. But the fact that they were there, we do believe was part of Hashem's plan. And so going back to these parents who had, you know, hurt their children, the parents are at fault, but we still believe that the children somehow needed to have that upbringing. And that they will become better people. So my shemandel, it's a hard conversation. It's something that it's hard for me to talk about because I, don't, I can't say I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I do know our belief as Jewish people, our belief as Jewish people is that everything is divine and the parents that a child has is their divine parents and the child always needs to have respect for them, keep it out because they are, they, they are his parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that was helpful, but I just wanted to share that point. <laughs> Yes, Marbasha.
2: Um, there was a uh, an event this evening on um, on the net uh, called Unfazed.
0: Yes, yes,
2: Rebbe. And um, there was a woman on there who spoke. Who was a a, a leader, and um, she's in her late, well, mid forties, I think. Her name was uh, Michal um, Ash ashman or something
0: what would you do if you were not afraid yes
2: yeah, yeah. yeah that was and she came from some kind of abuse i don't know what it was she didn't go into it but she came from a very troubled childhood and it affected her i'm just saying that uh, that this really helped uh, she she discovered that it was for her good that she was brought hmm. up way and then there's this book later, if anybody, you know, should want to
0: read it. You know, and I appreciate mentioning that more about you. See, for, for someone who's not in an abusive relationship, to tell someone in an abusive relationship it's for their good, that, that's, that's terrible and should never be said. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing here. If someone is starving, if you see on the street someone starving, don't tell them, you know what? starve Hashem is going to take care of you just like he took care of you when you were born so don't worry about it no 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 that's not the conversation we're having the conversation we're having is trying to be talking and saying if God forbid someone is struggling this is what they could think for themselves it's not telling you what to tell someone else struggling oh you don't like the way you're making money what's the big deal accept it Hashem knows no 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 The other person could always, for the other person, we just need to have compassion and cry for them and feel bad. The conversations we're having now um, on these high levels, saying that everything is from Hashem, is the way we should look at ourselves, not the way we should look at others.
3: Good point. Okay. Can can, can I ask us something? Please, yes. I think you cleared it up, but I, I just want to go over it one time. The the author, you changed the page. Can you put back where it was? The author said about uh, getting your sustenance from a certain person. Okay. That's from uh, way back when the author was writing it. I think you mentioned from where, whatever sources it made sustenance. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be a
0: specific person. Oh no, he well, he, he's trying to say if you're getting it from a specific person. That you did not want to get it from instead of someone else.
3: wonder why he says a specific person. Why, why, why is it individual person? Well, well he, he's
0: saying, um, where are you by the way? I don't, I'm not sure.
3: Well, it's, you just, you just had it. You moved away from it. It's the The larger paragraph toward the bottom. Um, sustenance should come in a certain land and is through a certain person.
0: Ah he is the he is the one who chose for me that my sustenance should come in a certain land it's through a specific person. Yeah, because at the beginning of the section, Shmo, we said that if his sustenance comes through um, or from a person he did not want, if his sustenance is coming from a person he did not want, so referring to that person, he says here. Um, he is the one who chose for me that my substance should come in a certain land and through a, and through a certain person, that certain person being the person that I don't want.
3: Um, it doesn't have to be a certain person in either sense, it, 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 the beginning or the end of that little uh, part you're talking about, does it? I, now, think he's, I think it's just because a long time ago, People were employed by individuals, not by groups.
1: That could be. That could be. That's why he's using the idea of a certain person, yeah.
2: yeah.